Perfect. So we are live. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining in. Welcome back to Online Events Made Simple Live with me, Rianne, and today I'm joined with Mukhtar. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is uh, Mukhtar Mahmoud. Uh, I'm the one of the co-founders of Nuni. Um, and Nuni is like, a, it's a, I might as well just go into it. Um, so yeah. Nuni is a live Q&A feedback and insights tool made for organizations uh, using mm. virtual events and uh, hybrid events or even in-person events uh, as a form of uh, engagement uh, with their uh, customers or audience members. Yeah, it sounds great. I've had a little look. And if you're an event organizer listening and you are struggling with kind of engagement, it's definitely something to check out. I know engagement's been a bit of a concern for a lot of people with um, virtual events. What made you kind of create, obviously, you're a co-founder, co-founder um, of the uh, the organisation. Sorry, what made you come up with the idea? Was this kind of COVID-born, or has it been around in the making for a while? Why do you think it was needed? That's a good question. Yeah, um, it sort of started. Uh... When it started quite a while ago now when i think about it, it's been about a year so just before the virus hit so yeah like you know the winter 20 2019 and Good so that, yeah just just uh, it might not be the best timing <laughs> to start something but uh, at that time we were sort of toying with the idea of having an, uh, an engagement tool uh, you know some form of um uh, the, the idea originated in university so uh, from oh, my experience amazing. while I was at uni uh, I noticed that there was a lot of communication issues between the students and the lecturers and so yeah. we started brainstorming when I graduated I was having a few conversations here and there uh, with my lecturers and I started uh, asking you know how could we actually improve this communication to sort of uh, improve the learning experience for for the students uh, and so they said that the main thing was we'd be receiving a lot of emails during you know um, uh, yeah. post lectures and so we thought how could we address the, the the issues that people have whilst they're still in the lecture um, mm. and so we thought okay how about we have like a live q a sort of uh, tool that could do x y and z so we're just tying uh, toying around with the uh, with the idea but it never really went anywhere um until yeah. i went on this platform called indiehackers.com it's a place where you could find you know tech co-founders or people post it's like a forum yeah where people... i get their newsletter actually it's really really great it's really great isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. So it was on there that i met uh, my co-founder david uh, and so we started toying around he, he's he's a more technical uh, person than mm. i am and so we were just discussing that idea uh, and then i came across an opportunity to work with uh, tedx lester sort of be the engagement partner and so um through that through that we were able to pilot the the product and see if the idea was viable because yeah the, the, the if you look at the scenario or the example um of the situation is exactly the same as a, as a lecture it's because you've got the audience and then you've got the speakers or the yeah. lecture, you know and so we thought this is a perfect way to actually test it so we did that and then after speaking to a few of the speakers and the organizers they loved it and they thought okay we don't want to try it again and Amazing. you know what about doing it in the events industry we're like okay you know what this might be a viable place to go and yeah. so we had a few events planned uh, but the virus hit and so we thought okay yeah. how could we act? <laughs> how are we going to survive this <laughs> that's brilliant though that you've kind of adapted due to the pandemic i think and i think it's great so coming from I've a live events background i know that engagement can be a concern for so many organizers so actually having that in person, you know, where you have to concentrate, where you can actually get interacted in with speakers and the organisers, I think it's a great idea. And have you learned much from, obviously with the pandemic, I'm guessing you had to kind of change your strategy to fit everyone. <laughs> have you, I'm sure you've learned and you've come across a few challenges on the way. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a, lot, a lot of change um, has happened. It's sort of uh, the way it started, uh, because it was so, um, you know, very 
sort of a scaffolding there was like it, it was really really basic the way that yeah. we had the, originally you could only log in and ask questions that's, that was all it was and so the what we ended up spending the majority of last year was sort of just in a sort of research phase where we were working with uh, a few the few live events some went uh, virtual so we were working mm. with them and we were launching our own virtual events to sort of test the product and we're having yeah. lots of conversations with uh, with event organizers and then we had the opportunity near the near the end of uh, last year to uh, join the Leicester Startups Accelerator and Amazing. that program helped us uh, sort of um, you know structure the idea and really create an end-to-end product where someone could go in they could sign up they could use the thing so we could actually say that this is an actual product versus something that's you know <laughs> that's yeah uh, and so we had that opportunity and we ended up, we launched it uh, not long ago in January on, on producthunt.com where we officially Amazing. launched it uh, with, uh, for people to use. It's really nice though, that you've had the opportunity. And I suppose, although this past year has been so tough, it's almost pushed you to go into like new boundaries, which I think is really exciting. And I completely agree with you. You said your co-founders, um, he's a bit more technical because I'm definitely not technical at all. So it's nice that options are out here because I would never know how to do the coding or anything if I was to set up myself. So it's nice as an event organizer that you have these options. Um, obviously, we're on the kind of roadmap, I'm scared to say it, but out of um, virtual events and going back into live events. Where, What do you think is going to happen with the event technology sector? Obviously, there's so much technology out there now with things like your live Q&As, but platforms, coding, there's so much you can do now virtually where do you see the kind of industry heading oh yeah definitely that's a great question um, so if, from our experience at the moment or the conversations that we've been having uh, with a few event organizers there, there's uh, everybody's starting to plan for a transition period if you want to think yeah. you want to call it that where people are exploring how could we bring the hybrid uh, sort of uh, nature into into our into our events and so yeah. then what they've done is that because everybody's so used to the, the the good things about having a Zoom, for example, or uh, other uh, other virtual platforms, they're thinking, how can we take this technology and bring it into our in-person events? Yeah. And so the greatest challenge would probably be, especially in, in the audience engagement, is like, how do you unify the in-person experience and the virtual experience to sort of create a co- cohesive experience uh, throughout mm. the but also, how do you make that in an affordable manner? Because, you know, the, the people with the bigger budgets, they, they don't yeah. have to worry as much because, you know, they have the studios, they have the ability to, to conduct that. But the smaller people, how could they sort of, um, you know, uh, create their own version or mimic that sort of experience for their events? And so I think Absolutely. that's where it analyzes how that transition period. Um, and also is how, what could we take from what we've learned, uh, mm. the, you know, uh, virtual experience throughout of last year, how um, you know how could we take our learnings there and improve our you know um, uh, virtual um, uh, physical experience because for example we there was this organization i was talking to once there are um, a community organization or a um, social enterprise and yeah originally before the virus they, all of their events were in person and so they only ever looked at their area geographically yeah until you know when, when they went online they realized actually We've got, you know, guests from Jamaica, for example. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So they're thinking, how can we take that and make that a standard in, in our offering? And so there's a lot to think about from an event uh, organizer perspective. Yeah, definitely. And I think you mentioned hybrid, which is kind of the buzzword that always comes up in these podcasts. Obviously, there is going to be this transition period where people are trying to take the benefits. Like you said, you know, the massive exposure that you have if you're doing a virtual event, trying to bring that in with your kind of live event aspects. And I guess that's where Nuni can come in because I'm assuming that it can work for both your live audience and your virtual audience. So it kind of combines them together because I think from an engagement point of view um, and from an event organizer point of view, your audiences 
although they're both technically at the same event, they're kind of interacting in a different way. So at least it gives them a chance to kind of bring the audience together and boost that engagement as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's the, that's the exact uh, you know uh, plan that we have as well internally where we're thinking how could we take advantage of this period where mm. you know there, there's a lot of um, uh, from especially from the few people that have been reaching out to us they're, they're thinking okay how could we use you know Nuni for example to help bridge the gap between the engagement so how can we unify the engagement experience for both uh, for both of them in, in a way yeah. that's as well and so uh, what we've noticed is um, as well, say, for example, you, you, you're streaming it the way we're streaming right now on Facebook, where we're streaming it to, to, to a live audience, for example, is um, yeah. um, you want it to be real time and you don't want the per the people that are online to, be, to feel as though they are just watching a stream or so watching a recording, for example. And so is that, how could you make that experience um, unified? And, and one of the ways is to use Nunidio uh, to, to really try and uh, sort of bridge that gap uh, with uh, with Nuni, for example, we've got the Q&A stuff, but we've also got the feedback thing as well uh, and the insights. And so what we're trying to do is how could we show, you know, um, uh, from an in-person um, perspective, how can we understand what the engagement was like from there? Yeah. And, and so then as an event organizer, you can then understand, OK, where should I put more effort into who's more engaging audience? And so uh, how could I tailor that experience to you know, encourage the other section, the online or the offline to be more engaging? And so those yeah. are the insights that we want to help event organizers understand and break down. I think it sounds great because um, as we speak, we're actually organizing a virtual event. And I think engagement is a big concern, especially with pre-recorded content. It's finding, like you said, how can you make it sound, how do you make it feel like an event opposed to just like watching a stream like a YouTube video? So I think it's really great. And obviously engagement is a big concern. It's, you know, it's a sign of a successful event, right? Um, obviously, I'm guessing engagement was one of your goals for the setting up the company. What feedback have you had in terms of the engagement? Have you had people saying it's improved the engagement or is it something that, you know, is a big concern for a lot of organisers? Yeah, uh, the, probably from, from our experience in, in the past year, trying to understand what that breakdown was like, we were trying to yeah. see what is it that's going to make an event successful? What, what is it that you as an event organiser, what do you want, you know, uh, what's an indicator or a KPI for you? Mm. So I think that's gone really well. And all of that always revolves around the, the attendees' experience. What yeah. were they thinking? What were their experience like? What, how many, how engaging were they? And so what we've noticed with a lot of the virtual platforms is they, they put a lot of emphasis on video and rightly so because you want to connect people and make sure everybody's hearing each other. But of course, the main indicator of it being successful is the engagement. And that's a, yeah. most of the time, that's always a secondhand thing. They're just sticking a Q&A here or, you know, yeah. or a little chat box here, for example. But there's no real way to understand how this thing is actually performed. And so mm. we thought, okay, instead of providing a video platform uh, like everybody else, so we thought, yeah. how about we just focus on the engagement aspect itself? So we've noticed that there's people using um, Nuni on Clubhouse, for example. Um, for Amazing. So, yeah, so we probably could have used it here. Yeah, example. yeah, I know. So, yeah, and then we've noticed as well that um, the main the, the the main sort of feedback we've heard is a, a lot of the time, the average that we've seen is around a 70% increase on, on their engagement that the people That's have brilliant. not using it. So we had one the uh, one person, for example, said they, they ended up relying on it for their Q&A because, you know, as, as a host or as an event organizer and you're in a live situation, it's very difficult to sort of be quick with good questions and pointers so to panel discussion, for example. And so they use Nuni as a prompt from the audience to be like, oh, okay, you know, so-and-so has asked a question. Oh, this is the mm. upvoted question, for example. How about we focus our conversation on that? 
Uh, and yeah. so we want to we want to improve that experience. Um, one of the things that we are sort of working on at the moment is how could we implement you know sort of more advanced technology to improve the um, the sort of questions people are asking. And, and yeah. sort of create, you know, uh, a, a way where we, at the end of the day we want to help the organizer come up with better content for their event, and because better content means better engagement at the same time. Yeah. So, so that's what we um, uh, that's the focus that we had. And so there's a lot of people using Noon right now, where they ended up, it ends up becoming a sort of a a, a the standard uh, sort of event stack that they have. They have their live events yeah. newly uh, for their uh, for their Q and A. So I think it sounds great because especially you mentioned a chat box. From a, an event organizer point of view, it's so hard to keep a track of the, tr the chat box and then a Q&A. So at least you would then just use your one kind of Q&A function um, instead of having to check loads of different places for all of these questions. And I actually think it's a really good way of getting people engaged. Because like you said, although you might not have a good question, you might have to try and think of questions. If you have that function, you think, actually, I do want to partake in it. It will make you come up with questions as well. So I think it's like a, a really clever way of trying to get people engaged without telling them you're getting them engaged <laughs> one of the funny things that we found is that uh, when i was speaking to a few of the attendees that used it at one of the events they said oh they end up asking questions because they, they share the screen with all the questions on it they oh, they, being, they write the question to see oh can i come up with a good question and see if everybody else agrees and they want to, yeah. see, to fly up to the top <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's a really good way though of getting people engaged like it's almost like a competition i suppose <laughs> yeah, like, come up with the best question and, and so and it has nothing to do with who's asking the question because they all we anonymize the the question that you only see what the person asked and not who's asking and, and so it sort of encourages the person to come up with a really good uh, a really good question and, yeah. and yeah, yeah, so one of the other things I was going to say, um, boy, it slipped my mind all day again. <laughs> there was another point <laughs> I wanted to make, but it slipped my mind. Uh, but the uh, from the experience, oh yeah, I remember now. Uh, <laughs> we've noticed that when you're hosting an event, for example, and you're promoting it, another area that's big for is promotion. And so what we so found true. when you want to get questions from people, you always say, hey, we're doing an event. Um, hey, if you want to post any questions, please drop us an email. But that's a huge ask for somebody who's just passing by a post, for example, to yeah, yeah go to their Gmail, for example, and and, and post it. Find the email address, yeah. Email address, yeah. So, so what we what we thought is, and and there's no real visibility for all the other questions that people are asking, uh, yeah. and so what we thought is, uh, how about we make the Q and A function, you know, asynchronous to the event, and so it's not it doesn't have to be live at, at that particular moment. You can start the Q and A three or four, or even a week before the event starts. And then mm. you can start sharing your, your link to say, hey, post in your questions in this link. And so when I go into that link and I look at the questions on there, that could encourage me or help me come up with other, other questions mm. and like questions. And so when, when it comes to the event starting, because everybody's already familiar with the platform uh, and you share it, the link again during your live event, they can already see there's engagement there that's been happening. Yeah. Like, to the event. And so you can I think that sounds so great. Yeah. And so, I think it sounds so great. That's that's the whole the whole point of it was how could we make that experience easier and so the, uh, mm. all of these little functions you know in uh, in, uh, in audience engagement is what we're trying to tweak to sort of uh, improve that experience overall. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like you're hitting the goals and you're really managing to kind of cater for all the audiences, which is brilliant because I think there are technologies out there that were forced into virtual and now they're thinking, oh crap, actually we're going back to live live events. How can I make this work? So I think it sounds like you're definitely kind of catering for everyone out there if event organizers want to come and find out more about muni which i'm sure they will do because i think it sounds great and i'm going to check out check it out more and um, where can they come and find you and how does it work in terms of signing up 
do they need to um you know book a demo or how does it work yeah, uh, it's the right now it's completely free to use uh, all, all our features. So you can just, if you have an event coming up in a week or two weeks time, or even tomorrow, you can mm. be really easy to sign up. You just go to newny.io, that's N-E-W-N-Y.io. Uh, you click the, you know, create my free account. Uh, there's an onboarding flow there. We ask like three questions, you know, of course, come up with your unique URL. Uh, tell us, you know, post a picture. We, then we have this thing called a call to action where you can post in a, you, if you want to promote something or if you want to create like a funnel for, to convert some of your users, for example, for lead generation, mm. there's a call to action. So we help you, um, uh, we've, you know, walk you through to design that. And then you can quickly, so the whole process from signing up to hosting your event is within probably about 90 seconds. You could yeah, and, and, and start sharing your link and start asking, you know, um, questions. So it's free to use. You can go in there and just uh, try to check it out. Yeah. And play around with it. Sounds great. And I think um, that's another thing, like we mentioned engagement is so important, but time management is so important. And I think when you're finding these platforms and solutions, it's great. But then when you have to go on a demo and then think of your questions and then sign up, it can take hours. And I think there was a stat saying um, event organizers kind of spend around 16 hours on demos of these solutions. So it's so great to find something that's so quick and so easy. And just like you said, you could set it up for later on, which I think is so important for event organizers to understand that there are solutions out there that don't take hours to set up and go on yeah. demos as well. Yeah, exactly. And what we thought is that the main, at least the main sort of idea that we have at the moment is how how can we provide as much value as possible so we're, we're not thinking about monetization or anything like that right now the main yeah. goal is to improve the offering itself and improve the service itself and so as an event organizer who's you know who has an event coming up or if you in the discovery phase for example for tools out there for your hybrid events in the future mm -hmm. or even a live event coming up you can just sign up really quickly play around with it internally you can even use it as a brainstorming tool actually in a meeting for example so yeah you're in a meeting together and you want to quickly throw out some ideas you can use it internally as well if you want they can create you know two different accounts one for internal use and one for uh, external use as well mm. uh, so the main things we just want to figure out how people can can use this and how they can um, uh, um you know use um, improve their audience engagement um, in this in this period yeah no i think it sounds great it's been so lovely speaking much i cannot believe we're coming up to the 20 minute mark already i can literally talk for hours i always say this i'm such a waffler but yeah it's been so lovely speaking where can people come and find you if they want to find out more um or find out more about nini yeah, yeah. Um, uh, find me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, so I smoked him over, just my name. Um, on, on there. Uh, go go to Nuni. You'll find a link on there um, as well. Nuni.io. You'll find all the information about myself and David and also the, uh, the product itself. There's some demos on there, uh, recordings of previous events uh, that people okay. did, uh, just to give you an idea of what it looks like during an event and see, you know, what people have been actually saying in real time uh, to give you a better understanding. So, yeah, you can go in there and start exploring. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining today. And thank you to everyone who either tuned in live or if you're listening on demand. If you need any help with your online events, which I know there's always people out there who need a bit more advice, then feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. My name's Rianne Berry, or you can email me at rianne at eventmindpro.com. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you for your time.